Hello, Jay here, and welcome back to Our Common Ground, where this week our common ground is Flop Stoppers, which is a TCB short musical written by the Tin Can Brothers with music by Pierce and Clark, or better known as Talkfine. This came out in 2017, but actually was originally premiered in 2016 at Bufferfest. Um, this is actually one of my favorite TCB shows. Like, don't get me wrong. I love their full-length musicals, but this short little musical speaks to my heart so much. It's so funny, and, like, it, like, it just has so many ups and downs and turns. It's super, super cool, and I always love watching it, and I've watched it a few times since I first watched it, and I've always enjoyed it. I, I think it's a little bit fun for me because, like, I'm part of a lot of fandoms, especially the fandom that they're mocking in this, um, where I actually get to, like, enjoy the jokes and stuff where I'm like, yeah, this is not what I wanted this to turn into, and this is definitely not what this should be at all. But again, it's not made for me, and no one's going to die because it didn't turn out the way you wanted it to. Exactly. So I feel like this is one of those really fun little things just to know and like to even get to watch. It only takes, I think it's just about 20 minutes. Just about 30 minutes. minutes. Yeah. Is it 30? Uh, It's a little under 30 minutes. It's closer to 25 Is it really? Yeah. I literally just watched this last week at the way we're driving. Is yeah. It really that short? Yeah, it's a, I, that I, long. Huh. Okay. Well, yeah, 25 so, minutes and a second. Okay. Well, so it is a very sh- short musical, which is so well done. And let's just say the cast in this is exquisite. Yes. They do such a great job. And it's just, I'm trying to think of the word here that I want for this. Um, just it's overall it's so well written that it actually hits on exactly how people feel exactly and it also shows you like that these nerds and geeks that you see who love these movies and these shows are the same as the rest of us they might love this movie they might love the show but they love the original writing first yeah and there's nothing better than the comic books. And like, just that is such a, that's such a thing. And like, this is coming from me, somebody who's been attending San Diego Comic-Con for years on end, years and years on end here. Um, I love reading comic books. I love seeing movies. I love seeing them turned into TV shows if they're done right. If they're not done right, then scrap the whole plan and move it aside. Exactly. Um. But why don't you give a little context to, like, the story of the show? So the show starts off with the two characters. We've got Spencer and Graham. And Graham. And they're in this dark room with masks over their heads. And there's a bunch of people in cloaks. So clearly they have been kidnapped. I would just like to state... One of those people in the cloak that's dancing is Nick Lang. Wait, what? 
you can see Nick's face. I'll have to point it out to you later. If you pay attention, at one point, they all take their heads back a little bit, and you can see Nick's face very clearly under the mask. And it's kind of the, one of the most fantastic things ever. I had no idea. That's hilarious. Yes, you'll have to show me that later. But all these people are in cloaks, and they get the bags ripped off their heads, and they're panicking because they're like, ah, we're going to die. What's this for? I don't know. And the main person she starts talking about their most recent youtube video talking about their recent thoughts on a movie edition of their favorite comic which is captain cosmos and detective dark yes and she's just like we need to talk about this recent video and blah 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 and again, they're still panicking. They're like, we'll take it down. We'll do anything. And she makes a bunch of things like, oh, trust me, if we wanted you to take it down, you would be bankrupt and you'd have so many cease and desist letters and this and that. Really funny, but also you're kind of like, what's supposed to happen to them? Like, you're still on the edge of your seat. And then she takes her cloak off and she explains the whole situation about the director. And, and how she, who she is. Because she's the one that runs the main company of the person that hired the director for this movie and she then tells them that she wants those two youtubers to kill the director of this movie to go back in time and kill the director of this movie oh right yes and i i just i love the fact that she has a time machine and she can't do this herself you have a time machine Turn it on and go back yourself. Send anybody you want. Why send these two random YouTubers to go do this for you? Exactly. And it's it's kind of an interesting point. Like, again, she could just go back in time and hire somebody new. But why kill him? Well, I don't... I mean, time travel rules are different in every universe. So I'm curious if in the TCBU... Um, or sorry, the TCBCU, the Tin Can Brothers Cinematic Universe. If in time travel, you can't go back and change things per se. Mm -hmm. Like you can't go back and hire somebody different because you don't take the place of yourself. You just go back. Mm -hmm. So maybe she can't go and hire someone different, but she's able to kill him. And if he's dead, then obviously she has to hire somebody different. Mm -hmm. Um, Which makes a lot of sense. Yeah. that's kind of where I was thinking about it, but I just love the, like, Joey's character, uh, who just is very level-headed. He's very, like, knowledgeable on things. He wants the world to be okay, and he understands that not everything works, and he, like, he constantly badgers his roommate about paying rents. He constantly badgers his roommate about doing this and doing that. And I think that's hysterical. And then you have Brian's character who is like laid back and chill. He wants everything to be perfect in the world, but he doesn't really care about like paying rent and doing all this stuff. He wants to be able to shoot lasers out of his eyes. He gets up and he's ready to go shoot this guy gun in hand. Like, okay, when and where, what are we doing here? It's just, yeah. I love that like aspect of it. Yeah. Where on the other hand, his friend is, 
who's played by Brian Rosenthal, is the complete opposite. He's like, no, we have to be logical about this. Like, we need to be strategic. We need to, like, be like... No, Joey has to be strategic. Brian's the one who's just like, let's go kill this dude. They're sent back in time to the main meeting, like, the first meeting of the production of this new movie. And... They go through the meeting and that all happens. And then they get a little bit of a one-on-one with this new director. And they realize that he is just a sleazebag that doesn't really care about the movie and is only in it for the money. Is that not how everybody is? (gasps) (laughs) Kidding. Totally kidding. Yeah. Um, Wait, and this also cues the second musical number of the Rich Witch Show with me. I, I just want to take a moment to talk about the posters that are in that room. Okay. Have you ever looked at the posters that are in the room when they're doing this? Very, very lightly because I was so focused. I'm always so focused on like, oh. the characters and how oh, they no, are. Oh, no, no, no. You need to pay attention to the posters. The Dino Land Jurassic Park logo. I like think all, you pointed that out the first time we ever watched all it together. Of the uh, things are joke posters of very, very well-known movies with like a silly title, and it's the most fantastic thing ever. Ooh, that would you definitely got to pay attention to them. Yes. Um, yeah, the second musical number, "Rich with Me," is basically a way of how can you get rich with me by not paying attention to what anybody cares about but still making this movie because everyone's going to pay to see this movie no matter if it's good or bad exactly um which leads up to the next major plot point of they can't kill this guy because they don't know how to do it and they decide to go back even further in time and kill the author of the entire comic book because because they they just they would rather have the entire thing not exist than actually have this movie which is super super sad that that's even where they went to but they do have the idea to give him their treatment plan which is basically their movie script that they did and I think that's a fantastic thing and it's just such a wonderful way to show like People who are true fans of this know how the story should go and know how it should turn out. So a lot of them will write their own things, which it might be fan fiction, but it's accurate to the story sometimes, more accurate than a movie producer would be. Exactly. That goes into the third song, which is AJ Holmes. Oh, AJ. Do do you want to talk about AJ's song? Uh, be a hero so AJ's song pretty much goes into like about writing it and like all that jazz it really goes into like the you need to know what it means to be a true hero in order to do what you need to do and they eventually do tell him like what they have to do and when they really get to see who he is they decide that they can't do it. And the best line in this entire thing is, can we get a photo? I, I don't follow. A-, a photograph. Oh, no, I don't think so. And because I don't want to. Um, which is just such a great line. 
but they come back to real time and they're sitting in their apartment. The movie has come out. It has absolutely awful ratings, terrible ratings. And the two of them have to learn to let it go. Exactly. Um, but what they didn't realize is while they were back with the writer of the original comic is that they left their own script that they wrote about the movie in that dimension. Yeah, but that doesn't really do anything because he never had it and the one that came out is the one that was going to come out. Exactly. But, again, you don't know what these sort of time dimensions could do. What I thought of when I saw that scene is he could write this. And he could have released this. Or he could release this. We don't know what's going to happen with this script that was left back in that dimension. So there's Maybe so many. Maybe will tell us. Exactly. There's so many like possibilities with it that has opened my eyes. And that I've just always been curious about. Um, I, I just, I feel like this show is such a good, like, let's be honest. Stark in general, TCB in general, are very, I don't want to call them geeks or nerds, but that's essentially, we're all fandoms. Mm -hmm. You know, think about the fact that Stark has put on The Hobbit and Harry Potter. Like, that kind of thing. TCB essentially did like a James Bond type show. Yeah. They did a Scooby-Doo show. And now they did something that's based around like one one night ultimate werewolf the game and then for wayward guide and then this show is based on batman versus superman being a movie yeah um which it's just amazing to see the work that they put into this and for them to like for us to realize that they are very similar to us they have these fandoms that they love they have these ideas that they love and go and build entire universes around this and show us those universes. Mm-hmm. Now, if there was anything in the world that I could take from this show and change, I don't know why. I would just love to see a little bit more of like Mac writing this show. Yes, I'd love to see a bit more of that character like develop and how he got to where he was. And the only other thing that I'd want to see is Graham and Spencer afterwards like what did they do after this movie came out obviously they let it go and they're running down the street doing whatever they're going to do did they go on to make another youtube video saying how bad it was did they never make that youtube video because of the whole situation or did they just ditch the fandom like what happened they didn't ditch the fandom we know that they ditched the movie but they did not ditch the comics right um but i'd love to see you know how that kind of runs and how that goes Mm -hmm. and I feel like that's such a fun little thing and to see all of these people and their fandoms and have them really develop this entire story and this entire idea and concept that grows into a 30-minute musical which let's just take a moment to say Clark and Pierce Talkbine did an amazing job writing this music I love this show so much. I love the music behind it. It's so upbeat and fun. And getting to hear Clark and Pierce sing these songs 
um, in the demo tracks and also getting to hear the Tin Can Brothers sing them is an incredible, incredible thing. Exactly. And I love that this show was very male dominated. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to say there were three women characters that we meet, which is the one who owns the company, her Mm -hmm. secretary. And there's one other women woman who's sitting inside the room when Mac is doing his little uh, thing, Spiel. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think I that's all the think, females. But I could be wrong because I know that Al is in there, Gabe is in there. Unless that's her, that might be the same girl inside. It's been, I'm trying to think who's inside. I think like, it's the same girl. I think there's only two, technically. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I was trying to think if there was more than that. Um. So, yeah, I think it is only two. So, like, this is a very male-dominated show, mm-hmm. which is very much what the fandoms usually, when people think about them, are. Yeah. Which is why I love when, like, even other things in this world have, like, very female-dominated things. Because it's so cool to see the, like, opposite side of things. Like, I'd love to see, like, this show done from a different perspective of, like, what if the girls were writing this? What if the women were in charge of this? How would this look different? Exactly. And just that type of comedy too. Like some of the other writers and people who are in Star Kid and the Tin Can Brothers friends group, I would love to see some of their own writings and their own shows. Exactly. And I just, just think it's such a great thing, right? Yeah, exactly. And it's really interesting that you bring that up because there have actually been a couple of those done in like this whole Star Kid TCB Star- universe. Yes, in their whole universe. Uh, Meredith, Meredith Stepien has actually written her own one woman show. And that's actually what we're going to be covering next week on our Common Ground. So make sure you come on back. <laughs>